Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to my 485th ever show of all around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern Time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened last week and what's ahead for this week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Well, today we will start with the massive news that rocked the sports world and beyond yesterday with the death of Bill Russell, the winningest team player in the history of American sports. There's just no other way of saying it. Living here in Boston, where he was just a towering, iconic figure, given his 11 championships that he won with the Celtics, including eight in a row at one point, uh, the news was especially shocking and is was simply up here in Boston, the lead story on every newscast and they went deep, deep dive to say the least. Most of them devoted probably the first half of their evening newscast. And of course, every sports show was just filled with it. Uh, uh, and nationwide, it was on the national news as well, uh, as it deserved to be. He is uh, unique. His reach went far beyond the world of basketball. Uh, he was a civil rights activist when in the 60s with the, the famous picture that we've all seen a gazillion times of him sitting with uh, Muhammad Ali, Lou Alcindor at the time, I believe, certainly Kareem Abdul-Jabbar today, uh, Jim Brown, and just an iconic, iconic photo that we've all seen. Uh, and it was taken during uh, Muhammad Ali's decision not to uh, enter the service to go to Vietnam. So very controversial times, as we all know. I lived through them. Many of you did. And, uh, and Bill Russell was right there on the cutting edge of all of it. He was at Martin Luther King's funeral. He was at Martin Luther King's famous I Have a Dream speech, and on and on and it goes. Heard a couple things that I didn't know. Um, last evening when they were discussing his legendary life, uh, he was 21-0, and 0, as in undefeated in elimination games, going back to high school where he won 
two state championships out in California. So to just start back then, so he wins two state championships in California, which I did not know. He goes on to win two NCAA college championships with the University of San Francisco. He then wins a gold medal for the U.S. Olympic team. And then he's drafted or goes to the Celtics, where, of course, he won the 11 championships, including eight in a row. And when Red Arbach retired towards the end of Russell's playing career, he uh, late 60s, we're talking, uh, Red Arbach chose him to be a player coach where he won two more championships. They were part of the 11 overall. He was a five-time MVP uh, when he did take over as the... Had as a player coach for the Celtics, he became the first black coach in the history of North American sports. So you just can't uh, you just can't make this stuff up. Uh, you talk about legendary life. Uh, that's as legendary as it gets. And of course, the uh, tributes were just pouring in from everywhere. Current players former players, his rivals like Jerry West, uh, Will Chamberlain, um, of course, Michael Jordan. These were all people who tweeted, Magic Johnson, on and on. A great video of him sitting down with Kevin Garnett when Garnett came to the Celtics talking about, uh, you know, basically what it takes to win a championship, uh, especially here in Boston and with the Celtics. So, uh, just again, a life that, uh, just was unlike any other, truly, uh, just the all time legend. I was, a when I was a kid growing up in Western Pennsylvania, there was no NBA team in Pittsburgh area. And so I became a Celtic fan and just, you know. Loved the Celtics then and ever since. And, uh, you know, he established a culture there that exists today, which is simply all about winning championships. And as the uh, Celtics official statement came out, it was, uh, you know, just team over individual, individual statistics and whatnot. And, the Celtics have followed that mantra. They've had their ups. They've had their downs. You know, everybody from uh, Larry Bird to, uh, you know, the present day. Um, Celtics who, you know, made it to the NBA Finals with Jason Tatum. And I think the interesting part was that he was just uh, gave so much advice to so many players who were simply in awe of him just through the years. He had an effect on so many people and uh, he had a complicated relationship with Boston given him being here in the fifties and uh, every that got reconciled on. And, you know, there's a statue that I've walked by uh, countless times right in downtown Boston near the famous Faneuil hall. And, uh, it's just really uh, 
was sad news that stopped me in my tracks when I got the news flash on my phone yesterday afternoon and uh and hail to Bill Russell. What else can you say? A life well lived. My highlight of the week is the return of the NFL with all teams now in training camp, including the Patriots, 20 minutes down the road from where I'm speaking, packing them in, as always, uh, as they have for 20-plus years, uh, starting with, of course, Tom Brady. But now Mac Jones has just become uh, beyond popular up here. The big news of the day was Deshaun Watson got a six-game suspension uh, handed down by the uh, judge, arbitrator, uh, this morning, my low light of the week sticking here in Boston is the Boston Red Sox collapsing at Fenway with a three and seven record. Uh, it just, I was in Fenway meeting a friend for lunch on Saturday before the game with the Brewers and, uh, still the same electricity still felt and looked like a sellout, which I'm assuming it was, a uh, beautiful summer day, so people love their Fenway, myself included. And uh, but there was just uh, an unbelievable number of Milwaukee Brewer fans there. It just seemed like uh, you know it was practically half and half, but certainly at least a third of the people I saw uh, were wearing Brewer shirts. Certainly a great weekend to come to Boston and this time of year, last weekend of July and spectacular weather it's summer day and uh uh, where would you rather be than fenway park whether you live here or you're coming in to watch your team uh my bizarre story of the week is henrik stenson uh who went in the span of a week basically from being the Ryder cup captain for europe then he went to the live tour and was stripped of his captaincy of the Ryder Cup team. So he shows up in Bedminster, New Jersey, for his first ever live tournament and wins it. <laughs> and, uh, so a real week of ups and downs for Henrik Stenson. Of course, we always all remember his uh, epic battle with Phil Mickelson uh, in the British Open uh, a few years back. And uh, Henrik has had quite the week. And Tony Finau uh, continued his hot play, uh, winning yesterday the Rocket Mortgage Classic up in Detroit. He won that. So uh, he is just on a serious, serious roll, uh, almost reminiscent of uh, Scotty Scheffler uh, when he got hot and still remains hot and just uh, won the Masters and is ever since seemingly in contention uh, every week. So, uh, lots going on in the sports world. August is a great month. Uh, exhibition games are getting underway. Hall of Fame game this Thursday night featuring uh, the Browns and, uh, excuse me, Jacksonville Jaguars and the Raiders, the new head coach of the Raiders, is uh, Josh McDaniel, former offensive coordinator of the Patriots. He's returning home. I was listening to a radio show yesterday that basically said uh, 
his, you know, talked about his father was a legendary coach out in Ohio, won some state championships. And he's so Josh McDaniel, who was the quarterback of some of those teams coached by his father was, uh, you know, he's from Canton. Now he returns as head coach of the Raiders. So I thought it was an interesting twist to hear and, uh, and should be fun to watch. Uh, when Josh was here, he lived right over uh, next town over from where I'm at here in suburban Boston. So, uh, life without Josh McDaniel, he was coach of the Broncos, as we know, uh, for a couple of years, didn't really go too well. And now it's, uh, now he's on to the Raiders and we'll see what he can do out there. But <clears throat> like many former Patriots, whether it's coaches or players, uh, everybody here in New England, myself included, keeps tabs on them, to say the least. So let's take our break. And next up is our call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. So don't go anywhere. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Want to play the ponies and win? At Winning Ponies, we go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, and handicappers. The Winning Ponies Radio Show with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Catch us live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Win prizes just for calling in. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania, and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance of success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Listen to the Desert Ranch Podcast to hear what connects us to the producers that are keeping us from being naked, hungry, and thirsty. Get a look into the lives of those who live differently from the comforts of a 9-to-5 lifestyle to care for land and livestock. The Desert Ranch Podcast with Vanessa Rohr on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show... The call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, 
veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well, joins us. And AP, how are you doing today? Hi, John. How are you? Thanks for having me on the show. I'm doing well. I'm glad you're doing well, and thank you for joining us, as always. And uh, yesterday, was AP was a day like no other for a towering sports figure like no other. That, of course, is Bill Russell, who died peacefully yesterday uh, and just, frankly, bought, brought the sports world to a halt. I know when I got the news flash that I literally stopped dead in my tracks and had to read it twice to be sure I was reading what I was reading. And I certainly led with all my thoughts about Bill Russell, but I'm guessing you have some thoughts too. Yeah, John, he was an iconic figure in the basketball world and in the sports world. And then he transcended uh, sports as well uh, in his lifetime. He's a, uh, a strong figure. His personality was, uh, you know, he was vivacious with that cackling laugh he had. And yes, he had the point. Uh, he, he, yeah, and he had uh, opinions that got people's attention. He was fearless on the court, off the court. Um, in, in a day and age when things were not always well in America, so Correct. he's not only remembered for his basketball but the things that he tried to accomplish off the court as well, um, you know, in the, civil, in the civil rights movement, and he galvanized with other athletes of that time, Muhammad Ali, Al Cinder, and Jim Brown. Of course, Al Cinder became Prima Bar, and uh, those are the, the four pretty much iconic figures that I remember really trying to move the needle on the, on the civil rights spectrum. Yes, and AP, it's interesting you would say that because uh, I talked about just the utterly famous, iconic picture of those four sitting at the table with in front of the microphones, and I believe that was taken when Muhammad Ali refused to go into the service uh, and potentially go to Vietnam, and so they showed up, meaning Bill Russell. Lou Alcindor, which I believe was his name at the time, from UCLA. I think he was at UCLA in those days. And, of course, Jim Brown. And that's just one of the most famous pictures in the history of sports, if not the history of America. Everybody's seen it. But I found, uh, but yesterday, I I learned a lot yesterday, AP, with all the, I was just watching newscasts, DVRing them, watching, you know, uh, just to see how it was played out here in Boston and, and nationally. And, uh, you know, great pictures from that exact same day of Muhammad Ali standing between, uh, of course, Bill Russell and Lou Alcindor and Muhammad Ali, who was a big guy, as we all know, <laughs> you know, looking yeah. up with that, you know, unmistakable uh, mischievous smile that only Muhammad Ali possessed, you know. <laughs> And there's two of them, one of him looking at, uh, kind of looking right at Alcindor, looking way up. And uh, then another picture of just him looking at Bill Russell with, you know, and in both pictures, all three of them were there. So, yeah, he was just uh, just something special. His list of accomplishments are just so far, you know, off the charts. Let's start, you know, a couple things I missed. It's tough to include everything because uh, the 
MVP, NBA Finals MVP trophy is now named for him, uh, the Bill Russell Trophy. Uh, he's on every, you know, team in Zach Parallels of CBS Sports did a nice job with just listing it all. 12 All-Star appearances. He was on the 25th, 35th, 50th, and 75th anniversary teams. And he'll be on every anniversary team uh, for forever. Um, got the inaugural NBA Lifetime Achievement Award. And, uh, you know, inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame as both a player and a coach. <laughs> First black coach in oh, yes. North American sports history. Right. I mean, I, it just goes on and on. It's incredible. Oh, yeah, John. And I don't think he won an MVP for the finals. Uh, they didn't have it, I think, until later in his career, because I know the, the last one was 69, and Jerry West was on the losing team. And he was the MVP. I think that's the only time that's ever happened. So I'm not sure if he's got an MVP of the finals, to be honest with you. Uh, but he 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 won at every level. I think it was what was the number, John? Twenty-one times in a game where you had to win to, to be a champion, and he twenty-one and zero. AP, that's exactly right. Twenty-one and zero in elimination games. I did not know that until yesterday. It was a fascinating statistic. Uh, yet another one that just, it stopped me the moment I heard it because I just took a second to. Think about what that means. Just twenty-one and zero in elimination games. Need, need need we say more? Let's not you know. To, and to get down to the obvious and the basics, I mean, he was uh, the greatest rebounder ever. Period. The greatest defensive player ever. Period. And uh, you know, and he just you know was the greatest team leader ever. Um, so. Uh, what else can you say, AP? I mean, he's just, you know, maybe, you know, just simply the winningest athlete in American sports history. Team. Winningest team athlete in American sports history, which, and I'm looking now at ESPN, and they're showing him with the famous picture of his rings on every finger, <laughs> you know, as he uh, holds his head up. Right. Uh, classic. And there's not enough. Fingers on anybody's hand, AP, because he won 11 in the NBA. And I didn't know he won two high school championships, state championships. So it was two high school state championships, followed by two college state championships, followed by the Olympic gold medal, followed by 11 NBA championships, including eight in a row. <laughs> I mean, you can't make this stuff up. It's mind-boggling, actually, when you think about it. It'll never happen again. We know that, ever. No. No, it will never happen. He he made a couple of um, comments that hit to the heart of the matter. He said, "My style of playing wins championships." In other words, yes, I think it's just a, a testimony to his belief in the team, and I think it, it John. I mean, he he played defense and can rebound. I think he averaged about seventeen points through his career, but. All these other players, when you think about them, you know, Chamberlain scored a lot of points, and Alcindor, Kramer, Village Bar scored a lot of points. Uh, Michael Jordan scored a lot of points. But he said, my my style of play produced championships. And who could argue with that? And then the other thing was kind of interesting, he said, from he's noted as being the best defensive player, he said, 
and I'm paraphrasing, this game is about buckets. And he's right. If you watch basketball, it's about the ball in the basket. That's what matters. It's the ball in the basket. I mean, that's a, a simple explanation to how to how to win in the game of basketball. But he was a defensive player, but that's what he said he would tell the young players. Right. No, he uh, and Tom Brady, as by the way, is speaking right now on, on Bill Russell, uh, looking right at it on ESPN. And, of course, Tom Brady won six championships up here, which is just uh, also a mind-boggling figure. But, you know, uh, and I've had the pleasure to be a season ticket holder during Brady's entire Patriot career. And, uh, you know, as unbelievable as that's been, he added a seventh down in Tampa Bay. You know, it doesn't even begin to approach Bill Russell's numbers. And I have no idea what Brady said, but I think he would be the first to say that. Uh, so Bill Russell just is, you know, atop the Mount Rushmore of Boston legends, which are pretty significant. Bobby Orr, uh, Carl Yastrzemski, um, Ted Williams, of course. Um, but Bill Russell towers above all of them. That was discussed by Bob Ryan and Jackie McMullen, famous Boston sports writers up here and media personalities, uh, yeah, it begins and ends with Bill Russell, and all the others fall below him. That's Ted Williams, Bobby Orr, Tom Brady. That's saying something. <laughs> Bill, Bill yeah. Russell towers above those three yeah. here in Boston. Just right. you know, the, the Mount Rushmore, right. as that's, we call that's it. Quite a, yeah, that's quite a, quite a collection for sure. But yeah, he's he's somebody who was, you know, he. He tried to promote something that was good for America, not in everyone's yep. eyes, but um, he, he tried to be inclusive. That was his main goal, I believe, when you're playing basketball. And, of course, the Celtics, Sean, you know, Red Orbeck was a great marketer and promoter of the game. They, they tried. They played all over America. And uh, a few times, they weren't allowed to eat in the restaurants, and then they... Yep. Bill Russell, I think it was in Lexington, Kentucky. They said, well, we're not playing the game. And, right. They both I mean, boycotted a game. They, Correct. They, they, yeah, yeah, they stood for principle. I mean, it, it was interesting. I saw a picture of um, Bill Russell and Michael Jordan. I'm thinking those were two iconic figures, but they definitely uh, did things differently in their personal life uh, off the court. I mean, Bill Russell was up front trying to be, be a, an agent for change, and he didn't mind being, uh, and, and I don't think it's controversial for me personally, but when you're trying to be inclusive and people are trying to keep you uh, out of a hotel or, or riding uh, you know, on the bus, whatever it may be, you know, that Michael Jordan, he ended up you know, being this uh, figure who made a lot of money through Nike. But it seemed like he didn't take a position on certain things where Bill Russell, he just abandoned anything, you know, protective of his professional career on the basketball court. And he, he put it all on the line for to try to have social change. So I Absolutely. The contrast and personalities and the way they, you know, I, I think Michael Jordan, I always, I always felt that Michael Jordan, I mean, he would have made a lot of money regardless of what, what his position was in trying to be up front with these social changes, but there was kind of a void after Bill Russell's. Uh, there weren't too many people taking stands. I mean, there were others, of course, 
during his era, but then the Michael Jordan era, they were just interested in making money, it seems to me. Right. And one of the, my favorite quotes that I heard yesterday in uh, all the footage I watched, uh, Bill Russell said, and he just says it perfect. He just said, I had a friend waiting for me in Boston when he went to the Celtics. And that, of course, was Red Arbach. Red Arbach really got it. And, uh, you know, that, that really just sums it up perfectly, AP. Uh, you know, it was maybe the greatest sports marriage in sports history. Um, some might say Belichick and Brady, uh, but I, I think uh, even Arbach and Russell, given the volatile times in the 60s and everything like we talked about, uh, I think that may be the greatest. So on that note, AP, we're kind of done with this segment. Uh, so why don't we take a break now? Still a lot to get to on the other side. America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Join hosts Navanav every week for Good Morning Canada. Our home is Canada, but our message and reach is boldly global. Our focus is on the alternative perspective, the hidden dimension, and the expansive horizon. Ideas are designed to be challenged, perceptions shattered, and information balanced. We invite you to visualize the converse viewpoint, dare to be inquiring, but always promise an hour of lively fun. Listen worldwide at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Soul Connection with Dr. K hosts a forum of expert guests that showcase popular topics that can impact the soul. Weekly, Our Soul Doctor connects with authors, medical professionals, and leaders that share expertise and testimonials. Check out our growing community on site at soulconnectionusa.com. Tune in to Feed the Soul Live every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time, or listen on your time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. listening to all around sports with your host john inglesby become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788 that's 1-866-472-5788 or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net now back to the show voice america listeners welcome back to segment three of all around sports and i'm your host john inglesby to join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788. Of 
or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And A.P., before we get to some college football, I'm watching, I always have on in the background, ESPN, uh, Sports Center this time of day, and uh, they're showing footage of Tom Brady. He's at the microphone. As I said a few minutes ago, he was talking about Bill Russell, but I think now he's talking about his age because AP. I remember this well from all the training camps I've attended every August for 20 plus years down the road at uh, Patriots training camp. And uh, yeah, his birthday is uh, sometime this week, I believe. Uh, it's early August. And they always used to sing happy birthday to him at the field beside Gillette Stadium. Uh, so yeah, Tom Brady turning age 45 any day now. Um, and I expect big things from him, AP. What are you thinking? Yeah, I think, um, <clears throat> you know, Tom Brady at 45, that's incredible that we're even saying that, and he's still playing it, football. Exactly. Well, it's amazing. Yeah, amazing. And then he's got the addition of Julio Jones, and Julio said he's healthy. Oh, yes. So I went to, he, doesn't have I, to, he doesn't have to be the number one receiver, so I'm interested to see. But Julio does. Tom Brady sure you are. In Tampa Bay. Oh, you know, I've followed Julio since he's about 15 years old, and he's been sensational, and he always gives you 100% effort. He's been hurt the last few years, but uh, he has over 13,000 yards. And, uh, you know, he has a number of records that I don't know if will be broken, but uh, it's interesting as well that, you know, the only time he played in the Super Bowl, he had a 28-3 to lead over Tom Brady in the Patriots, and they kind of quit throwing the ball because they couldn't stop him, and they ended up losing that game. So, uh, it yes. fun to watch this year. Oh, yeah, and AP, he had one of the greatest catches in Super Bowl history, uh, the leaping sideline catch that was nothing short of incredible. I believe he tiptoed on the sidelines as well. It was just one of the great catches ever. I mean, it's up there with the Lynn Swan catch and had the Falcons held on to win that game it would have been as famous as Lynn Swan's famous catch and other Super Bowl uh, iconic moments and uh, so AP there uh, the the beat reporter for the Bucks was holding up a jur- or a towel said unfinished business and AP I got to tell you I feel the same way because I was at attended my first ever Bucks game which was of course the Rams Bucks playoff game this past January at Raymond James Stadium Ray J as they call it down in Tampa and yeah I mean they had that spectacular comeback uh and then of course Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford won the game in the last 42 seconds <laughs> um a fabulous game but the way it ended was really empty uh so, yeah, unfinished business. So we'll see, AP. It's going to be an interesting year. You said it perfectly. Just to say 45-year-old quarterback playing ad playing at a high level last time we saw him, of course, uh, is just incredible. We've never seen anything like it before in sports history, period. Just haven't. Um, there's been older players, but not playing at the level Brady has played. That's for darn sure. 
No, no, and John, and we're playing in an era of football where the trend in quarterbacks is everybody is telling you, well, he has good speed, he's elusive, he could be a dual threat. And Brady, he he can't outrun anybody in the stadium, probably, but he's still considered one of the favorites to be in the Super Bowl and, and win. Yep. So, you know, and I, I stand firm in my belief that I want a quarterback who can throw from that pocket. I'm not interested in his running speed. If he does have some ability to elude the rush, yes. Oh, yeah. He's, He's a great footwork. yards down the field, you know, that's, that's an added bonus. But that doesn't interest me when I'm evaluating a quarterback. I mean, I don't give you extra points. I mean, it, it, I'm looking at your accuracy, your pocket presence, your ability to grasp the offense and the defensive scheme so you can get rid of the ball in a timely manner to the proper receiver. That's how I'm evaluating uh, a quarterback that I want on my team. There's some quarterbacks I call them, that's my backyard quarterback. But my quarterback for the Super Bowl better be able to be in the pocket the last two minutes throwing and completing passes. I'm with you, AP. You know, uh, again, how could I not? You know, I had a ringside seat for Brady's career here at Gillette. And, uh, you know, his, his footwork, I mean, I think if you asked him what he worked on more than any other single factor in his career, I'm thinking it's his footwork. You know, Dan Marino had that. Uh, Peyton Manning and Eli Manning were certainly pocket quarterbacks, but I don't think they had the footwork that Brady has. I've just watched it over and over and over through the years where he can just, you know, make those little movements. He he can move within like a little square box, so to speak, in the pocket. And loot tacklers. Um, it's it's really rather remarkable when he's he's just worked so hard at it because he recognizes, you know, he's not a runner. Period. He'd be the first to say that. Although he doesn't yeah. like to kid his teammates. That I guess recently or in the past year or two, he actually ended up crossing the thousand yard threshold of rushing yards. So you know, I think it's a little point of pride for him. Right, this is maybe his twenty-second season, John. Something like. I think so. Yeah, it's incredible. It's twenty plus for sure. Because he's forty-five. Yep, I was at the game when Mo Lewis hit Bledsoe, and he came in, and I remember everybody kind of saying, myself included, like, "Well, that you know that backup guy Brady looked pretty good," and everybody knew Tom Brady. I mean, he was a quarterback at University of Michigan, so it wasn't his name was well known to say the least. And then, of course, I was there the next week when he just basically lit up the San Diego Chargers in the old uh, Foxborough Stadium, and and off we went on maybe the greatest career in NFL history. Yeah, nobody looked backwards for sure. Yeah, but I think (laughs) that's right. Patriots took a flyer on him and, and, and hit the jackpot. Yes. Totally. 199th pick, sixth round. We all know the story. Uh, replaced Drew Bledsoe, who, by the way, lived in my in my suburban town here near Foxborough. Uh, nicest guy ever, Drew Bledsoe. Encountered him around town once or twice. We chatted. Couldn't have been better. Ran into him later over at Patriots uh, News Conference. Uh, he remembered me, and we had another nice chat, and just the greatest guy ever. Uh, but uh, Tom Brady happened. What can you say? Um, 
Right. So yeah, AP, I'm starting to get geared up for football, and I'm so glad you touched on Julio Jones. AP, if hopefully some of Tom Brady's, uh, shall we say, longevity rubs off on Julio, and he picks up where he left off a few years back before he got injured, and just had nagging injuries that you know he could, he couldn't seem to shake, but it just was on ESPN. They flashed it again. Julio Jones says he's healthy. That's something to get excited about because he is spectacular. He he's going to the Hall of Fame. Period. Need Julio Jones. Yeah, absolutely. He was um, the best athlete I ever saw, best football player I ever saw in person at, at the Bingo. level. <laughs> there watched, you go. I watched him for about 12, 12 seconds, and I said, "This is the best player I ever saw." Wow, that's that's the highest of high praise. And I know you've said that a couple oh, times yeah, here on the show as well. Yeah, yeah, Julio, I just saw him. He could jump to the sky and run with the wind, and he could catch anything that uh, was in the air. So those those all the requirements you need to be a fabulous receiver. Right. Absolutely. No doubt about it, AP. Um, So, yeah, it's, again, I mean, it got a fair amount of, coverage and publicity when he signed just last week. Um, but, you, you know, uh, let's just say the jury's still out. But I'm an optimistic person, and I think you are too. And, I, uh, you know, and all Bucks fans have high hopes that if he, if he, again, is the Julio Jones we last remember from a few years ago and certainly beyond his days with the, in his days with the Falcons uh, before he went to the Titans, um, wow, that could be magical. Um, well, AP, we've come to the end of our decision, uh, or excuse me, not decision. I'm, I'm looking at the Deshaun Watts, Deshaun Watson decision, um, where the independent arbitrator, uh, came down this morning with a six game suspension. So that's, that's other big news of the day. Uh, a lot going on, AP. Football season is here, and here we go. Yeah, that was expected. There was a decision to, to come down. Yep. Uh, Deshaun Watson in six games. I don't. I think that's kind of on the light side, really. Yeah, there seems to. It, it's a hot topic, to put it mildly, on all the morning shows, certainly on ESPN, Get Up, and uh, whatnot. So. We'll see how it all pans out, if this is the end or if it's going to, uh, you know, go further. Um, we shall see, AP, and it's come. we've now come to the end of our second segment together. So why don't we take our final break? There's still a few more things to get to on the other side. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Listen for Go to Health Radio. 
featuring host Jonathan Marks and health experts from around the world who bring evidence-based education from Western, alternative, and holistic practices. We bring together you, seeking relevant and proven information for your healthcare needs and reputable healthcare experts and companies who offer quality education for your benefit. Monthly, we also share continuing education for medical professionals. Listen live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. Did you know that millions of people around the world do not have children? And yet the personal and professional experiences of people without children remain largely unacknowledged across cultures and within our personal networks. Public and workplace policies, media narratives, and educational content often reflect an unconscious bias, rendering our experiences invisible. New Legacy Radio engages these missing conversations with the voices of our community and allies and through committed action for meaningful change. New Legacy Radio, Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I'm your host, John Inglesby, and back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is the Hall of Fame game, NFL, this Thursday, Jacksonville Jaguars and Las Vegas Raiders. And A.P., uh, first preseason game is always worth... uh, checking out on TV and especially from Canton, Ohio, but AP in a few weeks, I'm going to be saying that, uh, here we are in August, hard to believe August 1st, in a few weeks, I'm going to be saying my pick of the week is going to be college games like, uh, Purdue Penn state, the Thursday leading into Labor Day weekend. Uh, and yeah, and I can't wait to say it AP, uh, but media days, obviously last week you talked at length about covering and attending the SEC media days down in Atlanta. But there were other media days, of course. This is the, tis the season. And the Big Ten commissioner, Kevin Warren, did not rule out the possibility of further expansion. Of course, USC and UCLA are headed there soon, uh, which is just a seismic announcement. Uh, Pac-12... Uh, was talking, and uh, Big 12 uh, seems to be a bit of a tug-of-war now between the Pac-12 and the Big 12. But what are your thoughts on 
everything going on in college football, especially with expansion and media days. Yeah, John, I think that, uh, you know, they've made that move, the two Los Angeles schools, USC and UCLA, to the Big Ten. I mean, so now they have coverage and uh, a presence in four time zones, Los Angeles to New York. And uh, so the Big Ten, you know, they're in the Catbird State along with the Southeastern Conference. But I believe that the Pac-12 can stay afloat if you can keep Oregon and Washington, Stanford, Maybe you add a San Diego State and a BYU, for instance. And yep. I think the, pack, the, the the Big 12, you know, they're bringing in some new teams, right? Was it Cincinnati, Houston, Memphis, Central Florida? Those, those are the four schools, I think. A lot of the American Athletic can have a, Conference schools. Right, right. They're going to bring in those schools. They could have a reasonably a good conference. And, John, I think that people are, are following the money, but let's just examine that for a moment. I mean, for years and years, who was some of the schools that had the most money, received most money? Let's take the, the state of Texas, for example. Right. Texas and Texas A&M. How many championships have they had in the last 15 years? Uh, nothing since, uh, well, Mac Brown won, of course, in the epic game with Vince Young, That's beating it. USC. Right. But right. prior to that, it was, I believe, 1969 with uh, when they beat right. Arkansas in the game, game of the century. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, and that's more than 50 years. Sure so is. Between those two schools that have, if you look at the top 10 in endowments, I believe, overall, Harvard and Yale, I think Texas and Texas A&M are in that top 10. So that's one championship, all the money, and you have one championship. So let's say, for instance, you're getting that, what is it, $100 million projected per school or something like that, the Big Ten down the road, I don't know, the 50 or 100, whatever it is. Right. If you're staying in the Pac-12 and you get X amount of dollars and you can have your facility, you know, Oregon's are going to have good facilities because of the Nike connection and Stanford, they have a big endowment. They can build things if they desire. So what is the factor that keeps you on par with the other schools? Well, you can attract players because of the um, the NIL that you've developed the NIL that you've developed at your school, the school cannot get involved per se, but if you have alumni and businesses that are going to spend money on your players, you can compete with those schools to a certain degree. And like I said, Texas and um, Texas A&M have always had the money. Now, if people are going to go just um, uh, be recruited to a school strictly by the money, maybe they get a few more players, but it hasn't, it hasn't been the defining factor to lead people to championships in the past. Look at the NFL. You have a team like Green Bay who gets X amount of dollars from the league because it's divided up evenly. Then you have a team like Dallas who gets the same amount of money but able to market uh, well beyond uh, some of the other teams, let's say. Who's winning the championships or winning more often, Green Bay or Dallas? That would be Green Bay Green these Bay. days, no doubt about it. Yeah, because they know how to select talent. They know how to evaluate talent. The same old story that um, we watched for years. Who, who, who will receive the money and who is evaluating your talent and who is your leader on the football field? Well said, AP. That's exactly the case. And, uh, yeah, yeah. So the college football is going through seismic, seismic change. 
you touched on the SEC, of course. They uh, really got it going when they brought in, you know, announcement that they were bringing in Oklahoma and Texas, that, and now, you know, equally uh, stunning was, of course, USC uh, and UCLA heading to the Big Ten. So, AP, it's going to be just a, a fascinating couple of years. You know, again, we have NIL, we have conference realignment, uh, just, you know, massive topics. The, the college football landscape is changing forever as we sit, yeah. as we sit here today, for yeah. sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, John, if the, and if the name of the game is to make more money, I mean, Texas has always been near the top. Yep. So I don't think that changes. But if you're discussing championships, you think it's going to be easy beating Georgia and Alabama and LSU and uh, Texas A&M and all these other schools that are, you know, Oklahoma. I mean, they haven't done it. They, they couldn't beat just Oklahoma. Right. Never mind all those other ones that I just mentioned. So this idea, you know, that uh, – I mean, I don't know if that's their end goal. I mean, they speak about winning championships, but that has not been the case at the University of Texas because they've always had the resources way beyond many, many, many schools. I mean, Baylor wins the championship, I mean, last year in the Big 12. I mean, Oklahoma's won it many times before Texas. Um, So, you know, I, I think that Texas, they're always interested in the money. And they, they made the right choice. Uh, Absolutely, AP. So uh, we shall see. No, I'll, I'll, yeah. yeah, we shall see. We shall see. And I want to thank you, as always, for calling in. We've quickly come to the end of our show together. But great perspective, as always, AP. Hey, thank you, John. My pleasure. And thank you, AP. And as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports. And we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern time. Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.